is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, taxes, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Hey, welcome back. Just after 2 o'clock, it's time now for the top two at 2 o'clock, the top two news stories that I, in my humble opinion, in Lee Lonsberry's humble opinion, deserve a, a little bit of chit-chat around your dinner table tonight when you get home with loved ones and it's time to gather together and break bread. Uh, what do you talk about? Well, once you get past how was your day, how was my day, everyone good, uh, great, well, then you uh, you got to inject something into that little conversation, keep the ball rolling, because we, we don't do phones at the table anymore, right? Is that, the, is that all of our goals? We've got a basket on the kitchen counter, that's where the phones all go? Yeah, that's right. Because we're learning to talk to one another again. And what do we talk about? Well, oftentimes it's the news of the day. And if you want to draw from this fine program, I've got some suggestions for you. Number one is, of course, the new milestone that we have met here in the state of Utah today. It was announced, what, last week by Governor Spencer Cox that today, well ahead of the April 1st goal, and well ahead of the May 1st national goal to open up vaccine eligibility to all Utahns 16 plus. Yeah, that's today. That's today. That means if you make your way over to uh, vaccinefinder.org or even kslnewsradio.com, you can uh, find help on how exactly to register to receive a vaccine. If you are part of the 88% of Utahns who are eager to receive a vaccine, and I'd invite those remaining 12% to give it a shot as well, quite literally, come over to uh, vaccinefinder.org or, again, kslnewsradio.com will lead you to all the information you need as well. Uh, Track down an appointment. Track down an appointment. There are a myriad avenue for uh, scheduling an appointment. So what's going to happen is uh, demand is incredibly high today. It's incredibly high. I've been uh, working throughout the day to see if I could book uh, an appointment for for my family and myself. I've been unsuccessful thus far, and you may have had similar. You may have had similar experiences where you get on there and oh my gosh, the, the appointments aren't open for a long, long time. Well, be patient. Be patient. Most folks logging on today are going to have a hard time, but either click refresh, look for another resource, and uh, if you're unable to book something today, as you heard the governor uh, earlier uh, on the program, as he and I were talking about this milestone of a day, be patient because coming soon, a big batch of that Johnson & Johnson vaccine is on its way. And one thing about that Johnson & Johnson vaccine, the the benefits of a one of a one-shot dose uh, are, are pretty great because the truth is our lives are busy and getting in for that second vaccine uh, is a bit of a hassle. You may need to uh, take a, an hour or so off work to go pull it off. And so, you know, one dose is pretty good. Also, in terms of efficacy, I know this is a drum that, I, or a drum that I've beat a number of times and it's a, a topic that I've returned to a number of times. Don't, don't, be, don't be concerned about the the difference in efficacy, right? I know that there are some that remember when Pfizer was first announced that it was, uh, what, 95% effective, and then Moderna came out with, uh, what was there, 94 95 96% effective. Those are pretty impressive numbers. Those are real impressive numbers. 
And then old Johnson & Johnson comes around in what, 62, 77, uh, 82, something, uh, something south of mid-90s. And so it's natural to think, oh, well, uh, you know what, maybe it's a different, maybe uh, we ought to go after that Cadillac vaccine, that, that slick Pfizer stuff, we got to go after that. Now, now, whatever vaccine you can get injected into your arm uh, is going to be of benefit. Uh, first off, it's not apples to apples. All right, the the the, the mid nineties percentages of efficacy uh, touted by Pfizer and Moderna. If, if I'm honest, and I've spoken to a number of researchers on this very same topic, uh, the, the, it's not apples to apples because the state of affairs, the state of the virus in the general population, is different now than it was when Pfizer and Moderna were conducting their trials. And it was different when Johnson & Johnson was conducting its trials. Does that make sense? You you hear about variants uh, and you hear about uh, resiliency and such like that. Well, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine study was conducted at a time uh, further down the road than was the case when Pfizer and Moderna were at it. Meaning, meaning that the virus was a little smarter, a little smarter at that time. And so it very well could be that if all of these vaccines were put up against uh, the same stage of the virus and the the same uh, number of variants in that, uh, that they could very well be on par with one another. Regardless, even 66% effective. If we take I don't, I don't want to call it worst-case scenario because it's not worst-case. It's, uh, it's just simply the lowest number uh, in terms of percentage of efficacy uh, touted by Johnson & Johnson. Even that number is incredible and historically high for a vaccine developed in such short order. The flu shot that you and I get, maybe, each year doesn't quite have an efficacy rate of 66%. Anyway, I'm not sure why I get so worked up and excited about this vaccine. I think it's because... If enough of us get it, we're knocking on normalcy's door. The governor talked about the importance of this day and specifically how we got here. This is what he said. Well, we, we got here because people are working so hard to do this and to do it the right way. We, we got here by opening it up first to um, our seniors. Uh, we have one of the highest vaccination rates in the country for those over the age of 70. We're well over 80 percent now, which is just incredible news. And, and again, saving lives. Um, we got there because uh, we were getting more and more vaccinated. Scenes. We, we were told by the White House that we have another big shipment of, of Johnson & Johnson that's going to be coming into the state over the next week. So that, that's exciting news. And, and we got there because uh, we, we really want to open this up. Uh, we, we have some inequities. Every state in the country does. We're doing better than most. Uh, but we have a plan to help reach out to some of our um, our, our less affluent uh, neighborhoods in along the Wasatch Front and some of our more rural areas. And it's so much easier if we can just vaccinate everyone when we uh, when we go into those areas and this is going to make that possible so uh, we've, we've got people I've got friends who've been able to schedule their vaccines I, I got my vaccine scheduled finally um, my wife and I are, are excited I think we're getting vaccinated tomorrow so we're th- things are looking up and there's just a, a real positive energy here in our state I'm feeling that positive energy uh, I'll be honest with you I'm feeling it uh, second top story of the day uh, take this one home market on the calendar April 7th the second season of the Cold Podcast will be released on Amazon Music exclusively. It's called Justice for Joyce. It is uh, a tragic story uh, of, of murder. 
here in the state of Utah from the mid-80s. A story, I will admit, about which I knew very, very little. Uh, Dave Cauley, the host of that great podcast, joined us earlier to talk about how uh, if you enjoyed Cold Season 1, the the Susan Powell story, uh, you must come April 7th, tune in and listen to Justice for Joyce, Cold Season 2, available on Amazon Music.